Welcome to Exchanged, a conversation about design and other problems. Today, um, the overall question is, what is the role of the designer in the attention economy? So, yeah, so I'm doing my my research on this topic and I just felt like it'd be nice to talk to Linda about it because I've been thinking about it a lot, but haven't discussed it enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's so helpful just to keep on talking and talking about it and it makes you start thinking differently about your, your topic. Yeah. So, um, well, when I read your paper, your, your research paper, um, I was like, attention economy, what's, what is that? Can you just explain in a few, in a few words? What, yeah, what sure. is an attention economy? Well, it's just like the, f- the idea that information today is abundant and endless and not scarce, whereas our attention or our ability to p- pay attention to that information is what is scarce. Mm. So we only have a limited amount of hours in our day, whatever. There's that saying like, you know, you have the same amount of time in your day as Beyonce. Like, you can choose what you want to do with your life and what you want to attend to. Um, But sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. I feel like today, because of um, all of the ways that media really captivates our attention. Sure. And so companies that can grab our attention have therefore, like, gained something valuable from us. And this only happens on digital media. Well, no, of course not. It could happen. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's kind of a new Mm. way of looking at digital media, but the idea of attention being scarce has been around since, like, William James. It's been around, like, I mean, since we've been able to pay attention to things. It's not a new idea. So, like, I don't know, paying attention to one book over another still, like, makes that book win. So to narrow that down, today we want to talk about the attention economy in digital media. Yeah, Right. Just because it's so much easier to grab people's attention yeah. today than it than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. And is that sorry about asking so many questions. <laughs> okay. But like is that is that to relate to, to how we use our devices? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, probably a lot of people our age can relate to this. Mm. You end up spending so much more time on your screen than you set out to. Yeah. And it makes you feel sort of out of control. Mm-hmm. And so as I was getting into this, I was wondering, like, why? Like, is it a personal failure? Or is it something that's, like, designed mm-hmm. to make us uh, stay on our screens longer? Yeah, yeah. And what I, when I, what I noticed that... I always think of myself like, oh, I don't use my phone that much. Mm. But like, what is the measurement and what is the scale and what is still normal and what is too much then? Right. But isn't there, there is there, a, there, I think there's an app which kind of controls like how many hours you, you used, which. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Um, this guy, Kevin Holesh, he's like a designer and developer and. He made an app called Moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a fun side project of his. But basically, all it does is track how much time you spend on your screen. Right. Um, but, but that's then, actually really powerful. But it seems, yeah, I bet it's powerful. But then the question is, like, why do you use technology yeah. to stay away from technology? Does it's that a, work? I mean, for me, I've used it. And I feel like you get a little... Because of the way he he sets up the, the the application, it's, like, very simple. And then if you go over, I think it's three hours a day, it's, like, red. 
mm. and under three hours is green. Mm-hmm. So if you're green, you're like, or, or it's yeah, yellow, yeah. and then green yeah. is under one or something. If you're green, you're like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's green today, a, so it just makes you like. It's a good mirror. Yeah. Because you, you forget how much you, how much sp- uh, time you spend yeah. on it, like scrolling down and down. Yeah, and exactly. Down. Um, and is that only for your phone or also for your computer? Do you know? Well, I mean, I'm sure different people get sucked yeah. into different things, but what I was looking into is like the, the, the actual, uh, like psychologically grounded techniques mm-hmm. that, and it's mostly app developers use. So, like you're saying, like infinite scrolling. Yeah, it's like there's literally no end. Yeah, to what you could find, and so you don't you don't want to stop, and yeah. that's that's intentional, you know. And online, there's I mean, I guess on Facebook and stuff, there's no end. No. But on other websites, there will be a next page at least, you know? Yeah, but even like, but even on like news websites, yeah. you scroll down and then there's another article, yeah. which which is kind of related or not at all. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's interesting as well. And then just keep on. Right. And that's totally intentional because the longer that you stay on the site, the more that they can say, people stay on our site for so long and then they can show ads to you while mm. you're on that site and then they can make money. Yeah. Which is, like, one of the big questions I have because, okay, so if we understand that that's how the Internet is working these days, it is sort of necessary if we want stuff to be free. Yeah. Because, like, there's been all these, you know, tests with paywalls on news sites and stuff, and honestly, it stops me. Mm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I reached my 10 free articles, fine, I'll go do something else. Yeah. I would rather have an ad on it. Yeah. And... And still be able to read it, but then it also makes me uncomfortable yeah. that I'm selling my like attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also completely dislike paying for like apps or yeah. anything. You're like 99p? No, no, no way. No way. <laughs> I can get half a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's a weird thing because obviously, especially as designers, because obviously someone put a lot of thoughts in that, yeah. and and you use it every day, and it probably doesn't have ads like the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So is it just something we're, like, cultured to expect things for free? Well, yeah. Has it something to do with our values? It's weird because, like, when I go to a coffee shop and buy a coffee, obviously I pay. Yeah. And there's no thought that, like, why isn't that for free? Yeah. And this is a product people put work into. Yeah. But that would be, like, a cool experiment, right, is to fill a coffee shop with ad ads <laughs> and then give the coffee away for free yeah and like because that's basically the model yeah that's exactly the same thing yeah so that would be translating it into real life yeah <laughs> people would totally totally come in yeah because but then you say thing, free coffee yeah but then you grab that tension you just shift that tension yeah then. And how would the room look like completely filled with ads, like screens where there's like advertisement? Yeah. And that could be cool, like a, uh, a room. A room filled with ads on like from every media. Mm-hmm. So there's radio advertisement, there's posters, <laughs> there's screens, yeah. and people just talk over each yeah. other. I wonder how much the advertisers would, would pay. Yeah. You know, you'd have to like prove that people stay long enough in the room. And then that's why you have to have the coffee, is so that people will stay. Yeah. You know? And that's the idea almost now of content. Mm-hmm. It's like content is just a vehicle yeah. it's for just, you to stay. Yeah. Which is sad because it makes the content, like, I mean, obviously not on all sites, 
but that's what kind of generates this this clickbait-y type content because it's just something to get you there. And it's like we don't... I, I have the feeling you don't choose anymore what you look at. Yeah. Because it just happens. And, I mean, to be fair, it's always easier to dislike something, I mm. guess, and say something bad. But, like, especially when you do, like, research and you hop from one thing to the other, this is actually amazing because if you go to library and, and get a book or buy a book, that's what you have. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could look at references and then get another book. Sure. But um, it's just, like, a faster way of getting more information and getting from or draw connections maybe you yeah. usually don't because or you're like or something comes up you never thought of or never knew about before that's because true because it's something related or like you know when you buy a book online and it's like this could also be interesting for you yeah and you're like oh yeah that's cool or like and, and maybe you buy the other book yeah it's like that's why this is such an interesting question because this sort of like tailored content or something mm-hmm. like it is better right it is for you it is more of what you want. So is it? You, that's the question, right? You're on Amazon and you read a book and then it recommends books like that. That makes sense because you might want to read a similar book. But then, like, it's never going to stop doing that. No. So it's never going to randomly put you into some other category with a different opinion. Yeah. And then you could keep on reading the same things right. or, like, re- yeah, related things. Yeah. And you never go out of your comfort zone maybe yeah that's part of my question with this whole research is okay we can expose that that's how it is but like what can we as designers do about it because maybe maybe it doesn't have to be that way maybe there's like a i don't know random option or like (laughs) new new view button so yeah or that at least you can choose right yeah exactly because when you go on a on a web page or like a or an app you don't really question the tools. Mm. Often you, do, or at least often you don't. Sometimes it's like, why can I not do this or that? But probably not in a, not where you consume things. I sometimes have like a missing like functions where it's like more like editing or writing, and I want yeah. to like I don't know. But like if I go on a web page, or like, do you know oh, what's his name? Byung Chul Han. That's his name. No. Um, he's a German. I think he's from South Korea, but he's um, a German philosopher, uh, and he teaches in an art uh, in Berlin as a, in an art school, the, the biggest art school in Berlin. And what he like remember the time when Facebook, when you could only like, there was not you know remember when they yeah, and that was he said that's a huge problem because when I post something, people can either only like it or don't say anything mm-hmm. because you. Yeah, you couldn't be like dislike. I no, I don't agree. I don't like that. Right. So it was a and we became a society. We 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 were collecting likes and we always thought whatever we say or do is good. Yeah. But there's never that moment of like, no, stop it. I I this is too much or like I don't agree with you. But you couldn't. Yeah. I mean, you could write a comment, but that takes so much more effort and time and thoughts than just hit like. Right. So he said that this is like, yeah. Yeah, like thing. imagine if someone's, you know, parent died and they expressed it. Yeah, and you're like, like? Well, that's exactly the point is like, it's just whatever options are set forth, right? Yeah. By Facebook. And now they have more options. Yeah, now they do. But I n- I've never used any other. I only like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm, I'm not too active on Facebook. Yeah. Because like, if someone posts something 
bad. Yeah. Like about, a, I don't know, yes, an accident or something. Yeah. Do you say like or dislike? Because like, do you like... Or the, do you like the crying emoji, which yeah. now I feel like is almost sort of superficial. Yeah. You know, you want to do more than that. Yeah. This guy who talks about this kind of stuff a lot, this guy named Tristan Harris, he founded an organization called Time Well Spent after he quit working at Google. And one of his ideas for Facebook for this kind of thing is to put a this changed my mind button. Oh. So like, you know how people have a lot of these like heated political arguments and it doesn't go anywhere really. Yeah. But like, it'd be cool if you could actually measure with data. So how many times people click on this? Oh, that comment changed my mind. Mm. Probably not. Probably not that much. Probably not that <laughs> but, but it's a cool idea. So yeah, you yeah. can do anything. Yeah. But then, I mean, you would only do that if Facebook gets something out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So... And what could Facebook get out of that? I mean, they data, would, like, like data, data, yeah. They, and they now they have to prove that they're like a, a socially conscious company after all of the stuff that happened with the American election. Mm. And a lot of the things that come up in my mind when I think, oh, how can we, like we were asking earlier, how can we, you know, encourage people to be more conscious about their time spent? The things I come up with are things like blockers Mm -hmm. rather than actually fundamentally changing Mm -hmm. the system because I feel like Mm. I don't have that much power. Mm. Whereas, like, right now I have this extension on Chrome. It's called, like, anti-newsfeed or something or newsfeed blocker. And basically when I go on Facebook on my computer, everything works except newsfeed. So it's cool because, like, I still need Facebook for, like, Messenger and events and things. But I never get caught up scrolling because there's just nothing there. Oh, all right. <laughs> Which is cool, but obviously Facebook wouldn't initiate something no, like that. No, of course not. So, like, so it would be the be- you're saying the best way would be to work from within, secretly, <laughs> secretly around it, so they don't notice. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, because yeah, they won't change it. Right. And there's no point for them to change it. So you're saying more like how we could intervene is inventing something that is like tailored to to it but is well yeah maybe me personally yeah. maybe if I worked at Facebook it would it'd be different <laughs> probably <laughs> I wouldn't do that <laughs> because you would you would be <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have a job then I know one of the weird <laughs> one of the like weird moments I had when doing this research was I was thinking like oh, what if I can't get a job at Facebook or Google after this like, what if they, you know, look through my old stuff and they're they like, do. oh, she's, a, I'm sure they do. Then I thought, how horrible is that, yeah. that I would even think about censoring myself mm. because these companies yeah. have such a, a, have that power. And I think that shows that this is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you come to that point where you think about what to do or not to do on social media or like on, yeah, social media. Because you could like get restricted afterwards. Or yeah. That, then it's not good anymore. Yeah. Then you're doing something wrong. So in your paper, you also talk about iGene. Oh, the iGen. iGen. Yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, we're all kind of addicted to our screens, but like, so what, right? It's not that big of a problem. But then I was reading about teenagers today. And, like, I've seen this in my nieces who are, what, 11 and 13 now? There's been research that people, this this generation is, like, extremely anxious Hmm. compared to other generations. And a lot of the blame is on heavy technology use. But why anxious? 
because there is the need for immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. So the minute that you want something, you can get it. All right. And this idea of like notifications, it's like this sort of addictive quality of like random interval rewards where you just yeah. comes up and you maybe you get a little ding of dopamine or whatever. But there's there's two sides of it because on one side they're you know on their screens all the time and nervous if they can't be. Mm-hmm. But they're also compared to other generations, staying in more and like which means mm-hmm. they're like drinking less or mm. don't care so much about driving and getting pregnant less. Like there's <laughs> all these like weird really? risky behaviors that are going down. Huh. I mean, it might not be causation, yeah. but like at the same time that they're staying in more and yeah, because using their you phones. always have your, your little device with you. And you like, have your friend with why you. Why go and talk? Yeah. Yeah. Why go talk to people when you have them yeah. all right there at a controlled distance, you know, yeah. and you can edit what you say. Like, you yeah. won't make a fool of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just found oh, it really fascinating. Do you remember fascinating. that time when you had to call a friend and you just hoped the dad didn't pick up? Yeah. Because he was grumpy or like the big hot brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you did hope the big hot oh, brother yeah. picked up. <laughs> yeah. Those days are gone. No, it's true because you can have everything immediately. Exactly. That was sometimes the nice part, right? That your friend didn't answer the phone and then you just came up with something and Mm -hmm. still had a good day. Yeah, you're not not bored anymore. Uh, Yeah, well, I think you can be bored and just, you know, do this. Yeah, I guess it's a different type of boredom. Yeah, it's a different type of boredom. Yeah. But it makes you somehow, I guess, less creative because Mm. you just then be like, I'm just going to check out, I don't know, um, something on my phone instead of, hey, what could I do? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So what is the role of the designer in your opinion then? Hmm. You wrote a super nice sentence. We are at a critical moment in social media and in social media history. Hmm. I like that sentence a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the difference? So we're at a critical moment in media history because there's sort of an infinite amount of possibilities and many, many people have the power, like if you just learn some basic coding to to create new things, to create new media, and social media is part of that. And then in social history, uh, I think I said that because because these media are affecting major political events. Mm. It's been this like wild west of the web you know like it was created what for the military and then was used for for people to to chat on chat rooms and like do basic functions and email and stuff like that and there's always been this sort of ethos of like democratization and unregulated internet and open and free speech like that's always been kind of the driving force of google and things like that and we really believed in that in the beginning but now these companies are getting so big and have so much power and are becoming very corporate legislators are starting to realize how much power they have and like question whether or not how they should be reined in how they should be treated it's it's never happened before yeah so it's we have to figure out how we want to treat companies like this yeah so what what do you think we as designers can contribute to that politically i think that different manifestos like first things first a long time ago and then the Copenhagen letter, which is like specifically, it was at a tech festival in Copenhagen and in 2017. It's like specifically urging designers who work on interactive to be more conscious. So yeah, general call to conscience. And then, I mean, 
I don't know. That's the that's the question of the day is like how can we actually intervene like using our skills? Yeah. But I think that um this thing like the moment app is a really good first step. Did we talk about that? Oh, yeah. The the measuring your time? Oh yeah. Just because maybe awareness will lead to change. Mm-hmm. And maybe if people talk about it enough, we'll start to start to realize that we could use technology in more effective ways that aren't so mind-numbing. So a br- my broader question is, is there a different business model? Huh. Which I can't answer. <laughs> but because the other option I always think about is, oh, well, you know, it could be funded by the government. But no matter who funds it, they have influence. Yeah. And I would rather have an advertising-supported service than a government function supported service yeah definitely yeah but like you know like good that you think bold but yeah (laughs) what can i do (laughs) what can you do i mean well right now i'm experimenting with making websites that you can only read offline when you are offline yeah then only you can yeah. yeah. So like you go on and but you have to be online in order to Yeah. <laughs> you go online it loads but it doesn't let you actually read it till you go offline. So like you're That's not nice not allowed to have distractions. That'd be also great if this like spreads like a virus on all your your devices which yeah. is connected to your computer oh. or like you know your phone, your iPad yeah. whatever that is. Because like shut down. I'm reading an article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this is something that's really annoying that you th- you don't you actually want to focus, but then yeah, bing, and you get distracted so yeah. easily, so easily. And it, the more that you get distracted, you interrupt yourself. Yeah. So if you hear a ding once, then you start to just like not have the frame of mind where you're focused. So you'll keep doing other things, getting up for a drink or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. Or even like this is not too interesting. I'm just gonna check mm-hmm. my phone. That's why I always have it on silent. Mm-hmm. Some people are annoyed by that, I know, because sometimes I just don't answer my phone, but... I respect it. <laughs> Especially after it's writing like, I mean, what am I texting you, you know? Yeah. So maybe it's about, like, you know, setting standards with your group of friends or whatever. I know I've been out to dinner with some people who just, like, are on the phone, their phone the whole time, and then you just leave, and you're like, that was kind of boring. I also have... I have friends who like they come into the cafe and put the first thing they grab the phone and put on on the table and yeah. have huge discussions about that yeah. with them it's like why 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 does it need to be there yeah and i find it so unpolite of people and it's like just um like interrupt yeah. themselves when they speak just ah oh, yeah okay, yeah so it's about values yeah set a set of values yeah so i have a question going forward which i don't know what will happen but I've been thinking a lot about like these AI voice technologies Uh you know which their idea is basically like skip the screen Google Home's whole ad is like you don't have enough time for screens in the morning let you know just say play podcast say play exchange (laughs) Um, and it'll play it for you and that would be I think at this moment a really good direction for technology to go in. I don't know. There's lots of implications it could have. And I think at the moment, Alexa, for example, doesn't have any ads. 
Mm. Like, it doesn't speak ads to you in your home or anything, but it's also not making a profit. What it's, do you mean? It, it, that it's not making a profit? Mm. It doesn't, it itself yeah. um, doesn't return extra money back to Amazon. It's okay. just funded by the rest of Amazon. All right. And it works really well. A friend of mine has it. Yeah, I think they're really great. And they don't force you to be on your screen. But then this is something becoming so robotic. Yeah. And you and do you know that you have to be polite? Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to be like, could you please play? I don't know. Oh, my God. That. Yeah. Because apparently, yeah, you have to be. Uh, maybe that's a British. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the British version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you? Sorry. I find that scary too because it, it is becoming something like you control so much through it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can then also turn on your heating or you can um, stalk your kids at home what they're doing when mm-hmm. they're alone by just turning on the webcam. I find that really. Mm-hmm. Scary, but yeah, if you look at it from the angle, like spend less time on screens, mm-hmm. then I definitely agree. Yeah, but you're right, it in- opens up honest, all these different <laughs> questions about privacy. Yeah, but also, what else can Alexa, what's her name? Yeah, Alexa, do turn on music. I only, yeah, play music, um, because I like tell you the weather, the news, whatever, oh, speak news anything well. to you, yeah. Mm. But of course you have to like finagle it. But I think once it works really well, mm. it could be a good tool. I don't know, but voice is just, I don't know, it has a lot more complications in terms of like surroundings. If you have 12 kids running around, like they're all gonna be talking to Alexa at the same time. Like there's all these different. Oh, and you need to come up with rules for yeah, Alexa. Yeah, like only like... listen to mom. <laughs> 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 One of my coworkers said she's trying to train her Alexa to always say that she's right when she fights with her husband. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so can you say that, Alexa, who's right? Could you repeat back what I just said and explain why that's correct? <laughs> but this is um, becoming something very Black Mirror-like. No, right? I know. Have you seen the one? No, I haven't seen it, okay? Not at all? No. <gasps> but I know all about it because everyone references it. <laughs> yeah. There's one... Where a couple, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're married or just like um, in a relationship, but he dies, and because he spent so much time on social media and like how he talked and like mm. how he commented what he was interested in, there was this thing where you can then start chatting. So he, she was chatting to her dead husband, and she knew it's not him. Yeah. But you, you know, and like to get over the sadness, and then it, it goes on and on and on, and it's becoming weird. Really crazy and weird. Uh, but that's a really good one. Yeah, because it like, could yeah. totally happen. Yeah, because like this is then all all the data will be collected. But I guess that's the thing. It's like that could happen. We have the technology for that to happen, but people have not decided that that's something they want, right? But do the people decide that? No, but I think Facebook or whoever hasn't seen that as like profitable either. So like, it just shows that we have decision making power. Like we as a society can decide like what we should make with mm. the tools we have, right? And, like, making dead people come back is not one of them. Yeah, but then there are always people who disagree, you know? There could That's always true, be yeah. someone who's like, no, it really helped me to get over my loss. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So what if we had some sort of, like, a system of representation in terms of, so we're online all the time, and there are these, like, little little cities, right? These little ecosystems that we live in. But the government 
is basically, if we use this analogy, is the CEOs uh-huh. of whatever app we're using. We should be able to be represented. We Basically, we, certain, we sign terms and conditions that say, I'm signing this, and also if you change it, I've signed that too. So you mm-hmm. sign away everything. Yeah. And then we just live in this ecosystem. But that's completely undemocratic. <laughs> yeah. So, like, would there be a way? I don't know. Maybe this was, like, back to our speculative design talk. But would there be a way for us to, like, have representation, have a way to, like, assert what we want? Like, mm. what are the benefits, you know? I mean, it's good to be critical and everything. But sometimes I, I also think, like, it's easier to be critical yeah, that's than true. to say, oh, but this is really good about it. That's yeah. really great about it. I mean, I'm in a long-distance relationship for mm. a year and a half, so that's Helpful. a definite <laughs> bonus. I mean, I wouldn't be in one. Yeah. You know, when my grandma moved from Germany to the U.S., she wrote one letter and said bye. There's no FaceTime or anything. This guy Byung Chul Han, uh-huh. I say right, in his book, he also mentioned that you know when you Skype to someone, mm. you can never look each other in the eye. Yeah. So there's yeah, I'll just always look right above your <laughs> right yeah. above your head. And right I always both. look down. <laughs> just seems like you're like really shy. Yeah. <laughs> you seem really arrogant. <laughs> um, so kind of the role of the designer to go back to that is like a, a new system of communication. Mm-hmm. Is this what it is? Like Where how can we make our technology more human, but not in like the AI way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More human with choices yeah i think that's the thing i, I think, think people like don't realize that they they feel like they have choices yeah yeah and that's why you don't question or that's exactly. why you don't notice that you don't have any uh, choices exclamation mark yeah <laughs> so it would have been great if we like we got a text right now yeah bing. sorry i think you did earlier no it's you i don't have my phone i don't have my phone either <gasps> <gasps> We're both hearing things. We're so addicted. <laughs> I was like, Aaron, that would bring your phone in here. Mm, so it would be great to hear what people think yeah. about this because I'm pretty sure everyone that listens to this is doing so on a device. Yeah, for sure. That they're addicted to. All right. Cool. Yeah. Did that help you? Very much. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye bye.